1: Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today we're going to be talking with Leanne Golf. She has written a book called Missionary and Millionaire, and her story is going to empower you and encourage you to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus, whether you're on the mission field or whether you're in the workforce. God has great plans for you. Stay tuned and hear Leanne's powerful testimony on how she is serving the Lord. With everyone in the world with their own view, yeah. Ever wonder if God has a
0: view? And and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view?
1: Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. Because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons, The
0: Christian View.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and we love taking today's hot and challenging topics and weighing against the Word of God because God does have a view, and I believe His view needs to be heard today, now, more than ever. So I just want to thank you all for inviting us into your homes, whether you're watching um, on podcast or radio or YouTube or just sitting in your kitchen with a cup of coffee. I just want to say thank you. We we enjoy each and every one of you. Um, So today, I have an amazing guest with me. Her name is Leanne Golf. Thank you so much for being here, thank you, Trudy. And we're going to talk. You wrote this amazing book. I'm going to share a little bit more about you in just a minute. But you wrote this amazing book called "Missionary and Millionaire," and we're going to talk about how those two go together in just a minute because I I love that. I love that concept. Um, but you're a catalyst leader. You're a transformational coach an author, an international speaker, business owner, and you love um, talking about identity and destiny and helping transform cultures as priests and kings. Mm-hmm. You're amazing.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: So I went on a trip to Cuba a couple months ago, and that's when I met your son-in-law and learned learned a little bit about you. I was like, oh, I really want her to come on and be on our oh. show and just share all that the Lord is doing in your life and through you. You've been to Cuba how many times did you say
2: 64 times in 19 64 years
1: times in 19 years that's just amazing um so let's just dive into this book why did you write this book missionary and
2: millionaire well, actually, yeah, the, the, the title is really cool, Missionary Millionaire. But the subtitle is the, really the message of the book, okay. Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings. Right. And so the way the book came around, my husband and I have been in full-time ministry since 1984. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, so we, our kids were raised on the mission field, right. you know, but we live so much by a, um, a mentality of lack. Right. The, the less we have, the more we're really suffering for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we were raised, you know, in the church doing. It's like, oh, let's just really suffer for Jesus and right. have less. And then, wow, we're really, really doing it. And um, And so how the book came about, bottom line, is I had written a few books before this one, right. but Um, in 2010 I had an adrenal crash where I got really sick and almost died Mm -hmm. as a result of that because your adrenal glands produce a hormone called cortisol my hormones got all whacked out and I started putting on weight I never had before right Fast forward, I was actually on my way to Pakistan in May in 2017. And for me, we were in Dubai. God spoke to me, get a hold of your health or you won't finish well. And I said, well, Father, I won't do a diet because diets do not work. The first three letters of the word diet is D-I-E. In my world, all diets need to die. So I didn't know what to do. I came home from that trip. And then I I was pastoring in Ohio. I saw friends of mine in Iowa melting away on Facebook and looking really good. Mm -hmm. So July 2017, flew from Ohio to Iowa, sat in a coffee shop with some of these people and said, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to look like you because they looked really good. I didn't want to know about their diet or how they lost the weight. They looked good. Right. And then at the same setting, they told me about the health program, same setting. I said, and I don't know what it is to coach with you if you make $50 a month, but everybody in the planet deserves the right to look like you. So I became a client and a coach at the same time. I lost 35 pounds in three and a half months, but never would have dreamt that I would be called to help people get healthy, not just in spirit and soul, but in body as well. And Jesus says, I desire you to be um, healthy in spirit, soul and body. And majority of the churches don't talk about the body. We're talking about spirit and soul, not the body. And so the business just took off because people studies show right now that. Three out of every four Americans are unhealthy, overweight, and obese. So we have an epidemic just in our nation. um, And and so we're just on a a mission to get America healthy. Mm -hmm. So the business just started growing because people have done so many different things, but they've not found a nutritional transformational health program that will transform their health and their weight and so many other dynamics. My son-in-law lost 70 pounds over five years ago, got off a CPAP machine, Traveling the nations now, healthy. Before he was not healthy. And so the business just took off and started growing, and all of a sudden, uh, within about two and a half uh, years, we hit a million dollar month revenue business i mean you 're talking about ministers here pastors. I mean, could you ever imagine
1: could you ever did you ever think that you would be sitting here saying in, in a couple of months or a year we made two million dollars
2: yeah well it was a I want to just clarify in yeah. two and a half years it was a million dollar month revenue right, business, okay. yeah. but it continued to grow and grow, and thus the book this last March missionary millionaire transforming cultures as priests and King. so i got my body healthy and then god's like let me get your finances healthy right. too we were not living paycheck to paycheck we are we're always good givers but we've been able to be abundant givers now very generous givers but he got our health in order in our bodies but he got our finances in order right. that we can do things that we can do but it's the subtitle that is really the message of the book
1: let me ask you this so you're saying you got your finances in order you got your health in order but the two are the two go hand in hand, don't
2: they? Exactly, because right. the majority of Americans stress is a huge factor, yes. and the majority of Americans live under the stress factor of finances. And I really believe, you know, Paul said, I, you know, we can learn to be in lack or abundance, right. so just in simple terms today, lack or abundance. And but I find that the most of them, um, Christians they live majority of the time in lack, Excellent. and I believe we need to learn how to be able to do that, do both. Right. But you know, in Deuteronomy, the main scripture, lots of scriptures in my book, but the main scripture is Deuteronomy Mm 8.18 that it says God is giving us the power to cultivate wealth but we don't look at that scripture we don't understand that scripture and so and it is to transform cultures to transform nations and we do that as priests and kings so you know this is the the priest this is the lamb right this is the lion this is the king and if you think about where the Israelites wore the 12 stones It was on their on their their heart. Where does the king have the 12 stones? Up here in their crown. And so it really is um, money speaks. And people go, well, you talk about money a lot. I'm like, you know what? Show me your checkbook or your bank account, and I bet you go to sleep at night, and I can tell if money's on your mind every night when you go to bed. Trying to pay your rent, your mortgage, buy groceries, gas, whatever. Absolutely. That's
1: powerful. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Here on The Christian View. Welcome back to the Christian View. We're talking with Leanne Golf today about being missionary and millionaire. You know, Leanne, a lot of people have a warped view of of finances, of money. And I know for me, for a long time, I did too. I was like, if I'm going to serve the Lord, then I'm going to serve him in lack, lack of finances. Why do you think so many Christians feel that way?
2: I think that's because what we've been taught over the years, at least that's what I was, you know, given the the information I was given and taught growing up in the church. And, you know, but one of the things, Trudy, we've separated the pulpit from the um, CEO desk. We've separated the pulpit from the city council chambers. And then we wonder why we have the issues we have in our nation today. And so so but we expect it like we'll preach and then the CEO, which was a lower class of ministry, then you're going to help fund what we're doing. I just don't think, I mean, you think of Paul, Aquila, Priscilla, so many people, they had their own businesses. Jesus had a business. He was a carpenter, you know, and it's like, and and if he needed some extra money, well, it's like, let me just build a dining room set or whatever. Paul would just build a tent or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we find um, so many, you know, I talk to people all the time. It's like, I feel God's calling me to this nation as a missionary. Well, why don't you go? I don't have the money. I feel like God's called me to open up a, you know, a center for women and children that are caught in human trafficking. Well, why don't you? I don't have the money. I feel like God's called me to do this, this, this. I don't have the money. Well, that's not God's problem. He's given us the ability to to, the power to cultivate wealth. And so he's like, I've got the resources of heaven. Mm -hmm. There is, it says on earth as it is in heaven. Is there any poverty in heaven? Absolutely no, not. Right? No, there's not. And, and we get this mentality even that Jesus was poor. Jesus was given frankincense, myrrh, and gold at his, at his birth. That was wealth back then. And right. even at the cross, the Roman soldiers before he died were gambling for his clothes. Mm-hmm. So he must have had some decent stuff. It wasn't just some rags he had on. Right. That they, were, they wanted this stuff. And I, we just I think we just have such an upside-down mentality. And everyone that reads my book, they will tell me, you're flipping my my thinking right side up
1: yes well you're you're giving you're giving people a different view on money money is not evil it's the love of money that's evil but when the lord gives us the ability to make wealth it's not for us to keep to ourselves he gives us to make, gives us money gives us the ability to make wealth so we can do more so that we can give more back into the kingdom exactly so it's never really about us anyway
2: yeah and in, in our company we have a saying if God can give it through you, he can give it to you. And money in the hands of good people will do great things. Money itself is neutral. If I had a $50 bill right now, and when I preach and minister, I use this illustration right. a whole lot. If I had a $50 bill, there's nothing in that paper. It's just the number on it that makes it valuable. In itself, that piece of paper is not valuable. So that $50 can be used to buy drugs or it can be used to bless someone in, in a restaurant to pay for somebody's food next, next to you when God says. But this is the thing. I believe that we should not be working for money, but money should be working for us. Right, right. That when we're in a service or we see a need, if God lays it on our heart, give a $1,000 or this or this or this, that we don't have to check our checkbook. That's like right. Like we can say, yep, Holy Spirit, here, I'm on it. You know, and I don't, well, how do I do that, this and that? That brings freedom for us when, when again, we're not working for money, but money's working for us. Right,
1: right. And I think about the scripture that says, we're the head and not the tail. Exactly. We're first and not last. We'll yeah. be the lender not the borrower borrower. and that's you know that's that's a kingdom mentality a kingdom mindset that sometimes we just have to shift right and i know for me i had to shift that a long time ago um probably about two years ago but knowing that that's what god wants for me as a daughter of the king
2: you know he wants me to be able to give and like you said not worry about where it's coming from yeah well do you know any my, my subtitle do you know any poor kings i don't no but we know a lot of poor priests, right? You know, and that's the whole thing. And we need to be be able to live in lack if God calls us to live in lack as a priest. But we have to be able to accept the 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 reality that if He calls us to live in abundance as a king, because money speaks. Right. Money can do things that, and, and I, I know a lot of poor priests. I mean, we at one time we were poor priests. I'm even talking before the business came in our lives, you know, right. uh, a few years. But um, I really think that God wants His sons and daughters to be blessed. I can do stuff now, whether it's in Pakistan or Cuba. Cuba or other nations I go to, or even in America, um, that I couldn't do before. And I don't have to check my checkbook. I can fund my own kingdom of science. I was in in Pakistan six, six, seven years ago, and I did a certain uh, women's event. I had to raise a lot of money for that event. Today I could pay. Now, people invest in my ministry all the time. Right. Um, but I don't have to wait for them to fund my assignment. Paul didn't have to wait for anybody to fund mm-hmm. his assignment. And one other thing real quick. And, um, but if you think about it, you know, uh, David was priest and king. Jesus was priest and king. Paul was sent to, the, and I ask churches and conferences, I'm in this all the time, and nobody has the answer. Paul was sent to the Jews, the Gentiles, and there was a third people he was sent to. Right the kings yes and nobody talks about the kings if we're going to shift cultures we've got to be able to win the hearts of kings most priests are uncomfortable sitting with kings Mm -hmm. they are uncomfortable we have to think like kings so we can um, be around kings and shift cultures
1: so liam people are probably asking how do i think like a king so what do we do to think more like a king to shift the culture
2: first we have to know our identity Mm -hmm. we have to know who we are and whose we are right we can you know uh, we talk about all the time that there's about four hundred thousand orphanages in america we call churches Interesting. So we're thinking like orphans. Yeah, okay. We're thinking right. like, you know, for me, I was like one of my books, Christian Life About Father God. I was the like the queen of orphan. Mm-hmm. Even a woman traveling the nations, preaching, working for Teen Challenge for 10 years. I mean, but I was an orphan. I didn't know who I was and who right. I was. And then when God shifted that all in, in October 2002, like he just I had an encounter with his love. It changed. I was literally transformed. I didn't get touched or changed. Right. I was transformed. And I didn't walk the same anymore, talk the same anymore, think the same anymore live the same anymore, relate the same anymore. Everything shifted for me. And so you have to know who you are and whose you are. Right. Because you know the scripture, truly that says, um, God won't give us more than we can handle. Yes. We usually relate that to trials and tribulations, isn't that. But I believe it's finances. Absolutely. I believe it's relationships. Mm-hmm. I can't give you these relationships. I can't give you favor because you don't know how to steward it. You don't right. know how to. I can't give you abundance in finances because you don't know how to steward it or, or you know, handle Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so we need to learn how to do that. And kings know
1: how to handle finances. Mm-hmm. Priests don't. Amen. That is so true. That is so true because we do need to learn how to handle what, because he wants to bless us. Mm -hmm. It's not that he's sitting up there with his arms crossed saying, I'm not going to
2: bless you. He wants to bless us, but he also wants to be able to trust us with what he blesses us with. Exactly. Exactly. You have children, I have children, I have grandchildren, six grandchildren. And I'm always saying, you know, what can I do for my kids and my grandkids? Right. You know, I always want to bless them. I wanna if it's going someplace, my, grand and granddaddy are gonna pay for it. You know, we we just enjoy that. Well God's the same way. He's not like I wanna hold back from you and I wanna take from you. Absolutely. He wants to give. He wants to giver. give.
1: He wants to give. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back here on the Christian view. Don't go away. Welcome back to The Christian View. We're having a great discussion with Leanne Goff. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you, Trudy.
1: It's been wonderful so far. We're talking about missionary and millionaire. And sometimes those two words are kind of hard to put together. And you are trying to figure out your your. Your journey with all this, because you had this business that started to take off, and you, so you were talking to your spiritual father, and you are asking him how to find a balance. And what did he
2: tell you? Yeah. Well, first, you know, God spoke to me about a year and a half into the business, and He said, Leanne, I gave you the business, the program for your health, but I gave you the business for your finances. That you can go where you want to go, do what you want to do, and mm-hmm. give what you want to That's give good. to, and money will never be a question. Don't ask me for it again." Right. And I really believe God wants to get His sons and daughters to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 yeah. So I was sitting actually in Nashville about four years ago, a little over four years ago at Latham, and, and I was like, you know, how do you Balance ministry and business because we had been in full-time ministry since 1984. Right. Ten years with Teen Challenge. We worked with Lay for five and a half years. Um, we went through Youth With a Mission. I mean, we had been in ministry for many years and all of a sudden this business is in our life. I'm like, oh my, and it starts growing. I'm like, whoa, hello, hello. It's like, how do you, how do I right. do now? And, I, and I've been traveling to Cuba every several weeks, help oversee 350 churches and our network in Cuba. I mean, I was, I was a law enforcement chaplain at the time and our, I was a full-time pastor. I mean, there were just a lot of plates on, as Lay right. puts it, not a lot, a lot of my Plate, but a lot of plates on my table. So I'm like, "How do I? How do I balance ministry and business life?" Right. And he says, "You don't. You learn the rhythm." And I'm like, "Oh, wow!" I and love- so for the last four years, I've been learning the rhythm of ministry and business, which we call business tree. Right? Yes. We call business tree. And another thing he said at that lunch that day, he says, "Liane, don't you know that the twelve disciples?" were all came from the marketplace they did not come from the the church they didn't come from the um, that's right he didn't go to priest right he didn't go to priest because i feel jesus didn't he knew he couldn't get the world turned upside down um, two thousand years ago at priest right but if he went to entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs network that's right Priests don't most pastors like you have your denomination i have mine you have your worship Mm -hmm. you have mine you have the earth and we have mine you do your thing i'll do mine and let's see how it works out and in two thousand years it hasn't right that's one of the reasons we're in the mess we're in today it has not worked out but entrepreneurs know how to network? Hey, what TV show um, station are you on? Well, who did your right. um, Who does your um, website? Who did? A, and they're Absolutely. networking together. Where most priests—that's the king thinking—they're networking together. Right. Where most priests do not. They are like you do your thing, and I'll do mine. So I've been learning this rhythm of business tree over the last Love four that. and a half years, right. and I, it's a beautiful fit because it's ministry and business coming mm-hmm. together. And you know, truly, too, in in our business, we have. Non Christians walking through the doors of our our business and won't walk through the doors of church. That's right. It's crazy, and they're getting saved. Lay says all the time, You got one of the largest churches I know. And we love it. Yes, We're
1: I love I it. I love it too because you're right. You, you may be the only Jesus someone ever sees. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're not walking into the church buildings mm-hmm. because of either past hurts or they feel like there's hypocrites in the church or whatever it is. And so you're a walking invitation. For Jesus you know you talk, I love the the analogy of finding the rhythm because balancing is is really so hard and you you're focusing on so much but when you find the rhythm you're flowing it's yeah. like it, it comes becomes natural like a kind of like a dance yeah. becomes
2: natural yeah. and it looks beautiful I think exactly and that's just alignment for the assignment mm-hmm. so for me if I'm going to be speaking um, before thousands and thousands of coaches at the State Farm Arena, which just happened in July, thousands there. um, I'm in alignment with with heaven for the business. okay. And what I what I need to be focused on do that. But if I'm going to go to Cuba or I was just in Houston two weeks ago doing a women's conference, then I'm in alignment with heaven for what I need to bring to those women um, as believers, you know, in that that setting. So it really is learning because, I mean, I was over here for so long, and it's ministry, 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 right. and it's like, oh, there's the priest. Okay, here now, oh, business, how do I do this? And I have to put the crown of the king on and think right. like a business person.
1: Absolutely, I love that. You know, in your book, you talk about um, being baptized in, in liquid love. Mm-hmm. Can you speak about that for a minute?
2: Yeah, again, missionary, traveling nations, but I was such an orphan. In October uh, 2002, I had an encounter with God's love in an event, and He um, he put me on the floor for two and a half hours. Uh, And I mean, his love just came in and out, in and out. And all that orphan stuff, the wounds, the deep crevices and stuff Mm -hmm. of just junk. He just cleansed out. And it was an amazing encounter for two and a half hours. I mean, it was crazy. But it's what he said to me, Trudy, when I got up on the floor, that transformed me. And after I got up on the floor, I cleaned my makeup off, you know, my face up. And I went and sat back in my chair. I'm like, God, what was that about? And he said, Leanne. You've been a woman of virtue. You've been a woman with passion. You've right. been a woman with zeal. You've been a woman with a heart after me. You've been a woman of God. But he said, I don't want a woman of God anymore. I want a little girl to know she has a big dad. Oh, That's what transformed my yes. life. Even on the back of my books, anything, my website, anything you look at. Oh, Leanne's been here. She's done that. Da-da-da-da-da. But more than anything she just loves being a little girl with a big dad and i, love I tell you cuz it being a woman of god's hard right it's you got to work 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 mm-hmm. being a little girl with a big dad and you know kids have a lot more fun than adults they do they <laughs> do i saw, read the other day that kids
1: laugh 400 and something times a day adults laugh about 15 times a day oh my I mean, gosh and we've lost that that joy yeah. you know and thinking about being a daughter you know with a, with a big dad, you go and sit in their lap and you just snuggle and you cuddle and then you just kind of rest because there's such peace in sitting in your dad's lap.
2: And I know he always has my back. Yeah. No matter where I'm at, what's going on, my dad's got my back. And it's, you know, I was such an orphan. That I would ask Jesus before my, what I call a baptism of love in October right. 2002. I would ask Jesus, if I wanted something from God, I'd go ask Jesus to ask him because I knew he would do it for Jesus, but he wouldn't do it for right. me. And I'm traveling the nations. I'm like, I'm working Teen Challenge. I'm one of the top women's Teen Challenge centers in the nation. And But I'd go ask Jesus to do it. Right. But that all shifted. When I got, when he spoke to me that in October 2002... Again, I didn't walk the same, talk the same, think the same, relate the same, everything. Everything shifted my mind. But the sad thing was, as I told him, I said, but Father, I don't know any I know a lot of pastors, evangelists and prophets, but I don't know anybody that knows how to be a son or daughter. Walking out there are Danny's sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Jesus, you got to show me. You are the best son. So he took me for three years, three years to the month, and taught me how to be a daughter. And then I met Leif Hetland, October 2006.
1: Amen. Amen. You know, let's just touch briefly. We have probably
2: about a minute about what an orphan spirit may look like in in someone's life. Yeah. Competitive, Mm -hmm. jealousy, striving. Sons and daughters, like, hey. At the end of the day, even if I did mess up, I know my dad still loves me. Right. And he still says, I'm so proud of you, my beloved daughter, my beloved son. Yeah. Um, but, but orphans, who wants to go near an orphanage? Mm, right. Orphanages are always competing and striving. There's love, um, And in any churches that look like an orphanage, mm-hmm. then people are going to run as far from it as, as possible. It's an institution, and people do not want to be parts of institutions.
1: And so— and i agree with that and i think about the kingdom mindset versus an orphan mindset you know the king there's enough for everybody right in my father's house i there's there's plenty of room so that comparison you know that the enemy wants us to get in you know fights with you know about min- either with ministry business or whatever there's that comparison trap but when you're walking as a king or a daughter of a king that comparison
2: goes away absolutely I can sit in a room with 10 12 pastors mm-hmm. and you know for two hours or whatever and talking and sharing and I can pretty much by the end of the time orphan 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 son orphan son son orphan because I've seen I've been an orphan so I recognize the orphans right and you've been set free yeah we'll be right back here
1: with the Christian view don't go away And welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great discussion with Leanne Golf, and we talked about her book, Missionary and Millionaire, but she has several books out there, so go and uh, find her on Amazon, look at her YouTube channel, and follow her on social media. She has so many great words of wisdom. Know that God loves you, He sees you, and He is working all things out for your good and His glory because He loves you. Stay connected to your local church, stay in prayer, and stay in worship. God is faithful